everybody. Hope you're doing good Thursday night. Hope your heads are held high. I hope you're like me with this whole thing, you know, with uh, Biden being sworn in. Just to put it out there, I said I'd admit that I was wrong when I was wrong. I thought that Trump would be sworn in. I didn't believe any of the military coup stuff or martial law. I honestly believe that mass voter fraud would be revealed and be so severe that it would overturn the election. That is what I thought the whole time. That is the case. That is the truth. And it will come out. I'm actually kind of hoping that the impeachment trial actually does happen. Steve Bannon on his podcast, which is the Pandemic War Room, need to listen to that. Uh, he's actually been saying the same thing. I'm actually getting it from him, but he's been saying that he hopes that the Senate trial of Trump's impeachment actually takes place because they're having to run now that Trump incited the Capitol riot uh, via his speech. They're having to run from that now because the timing doesn't work because they actually stormed the Capitol 20 minutes before the speech ended or even before the speech began, depending on which timeline you follow. Um, worst case scenario is, as far as the media is concerned, worst case scenario is that the storming of the Capitol actually occurred prior to the speech. Base case, uh, best case scenario for the mainstream media is that it actually occurred 20 minutes prior to the end of the speech. That's their best chance. All of the capitulating 10 Republicans led by Liz Cheney and all of the Democrats and other capitulating Republicans are starting to understand that Trump did not incite anything on the day of. So now they're having to fall back on what they're saying are is months of Trump's even Bill Barr came out worthless, absolutely useless, feckless attorney general Bill Barr came out and said and coward blatant coward. Bill Barr came out and said that, uh, it's because, you know, Trump incited things due to the fraudulent uh, voter count rhetoric that's gone on for months. So for me, that's what they're going to fall back on is that Trump was spouting lies about fraudulent voter counts. Well, I would love a hearing since every judge in the nation, including the nine cowards in the Supreme Court, and that includes Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts, it includes all of them. They all absolutely ran from doing the right thing, the thing that required courage to actually hear the case that was brought by 21 states led by Texas, that there was all that that lawsuit was about was that Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona all changed their voter laws illegally, which they did via the United States Constitution. It says in the United States Constitution, all voter law, election law changes that occur in states has to go through the state legislature. That's what that lawsuit was about. And it was never heard and never seen by the Supreme Court, claiming that the state of Texas, nor the other 21 states, nor the other 20 states, total of 21 states, they all lacked, they said the Supreme Court said that they all lacked standing, which is absolute. That makes absolutely no sense when you're dealing with a national election for a nationally elected official that affects all 50 states, i.e. Joe Biden. And let me make this clear to everybody. I am never going to, unless I slip, which could happen. I do a lot of talking, so it could happen. But unless I slip, I will never refer to Joe Robinette Biden. That's his middle name, Robinette. That's about fitting. Joe Robinette Biden 
I will never refer to him as president. Never. And some people will be like, well, you know, you're, it's a, you know, case of sour grapes. Uh, it's disrespectful. No, I'm not going to call somebody president who robbed the election, who stole the election. I'm not going to do it. Listen, I called Barack Obama president. I called Bill Clinton president. I called George W. Bush president. Of course, I called Donald Trump president. And I have no respect for George W. Bush, no respect for Bill Clinton, the worst president in the history of America so far. And we're about to have a challenger is Barack Hussein Obama. I called him president. I believe Barack Obama won fairly. I believe, yes, and there's lots of uh, vote cheating going on with Barack Obama too, but I believe he won. I mean, come on, John McCain, Mitt Mittens Romney. He obviously soundly defeated both of those two idiots. But anyway, I'm never going to call somebody who fraudulently won an election via the title that he fraudulently won. I'm not going to do it. So if people don't want to watch this or they find that to be disrespectful, disrespectful of what? You know that he won this election via mass voter fraud. And I would like for the I would love for the impeachment trial to happen because finally a court, although a very stunted, obviously leftist 50-50 court with the presiding person being Kamala Harris, although it'll be Supreme Court justice that presides over it. Although John Roberts has already refused to preside over an impeachment hearing. That's kind of interesting. But I would like for there, uh, for there to be a court, even though it's a corrupt court, to actually hear the case. Because you know what? It'll actually have to be shown. Even the tech tyrants would not be able to keep that off of their sites. They would not be able to keep it from being broadcast. to be all over PBS. It'd be all over everything. I would love it. So I hope that the, I hope the impeachment trial happens because what the Democrats will have to show, they can't show that the incitement occurred at the speech on the 6th. They're going to have to show that the incitement occurred prior to that via months long, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, Jennifer, uh, Jenna, Jenna Ellis, whoever else saying that Rich, Richard Grinnell, whoever they want to name, they're going to have to say that they, incited the riots via uh vote you know vote voter fraud election fraud verbiage for a couple months so i want it all out because listen there is you actually air this evidence out it'll absolutely show that joe biden did not win this election i would love for a court even a corrupt court like the united states senate to actually hear it all right here's some just some quick hitters off of the gateway pundit fauci takes a shot at, at trump administration then says, we should return to a degree of normalcy by fall. <laughs> how many times have you heard this from the lawn dwarf? I mean, how many more times are we going to hear, you're going to return to a degree of normalcy a year from now? You're going to uh, return to a degree of normalcy six months from now. And then when you get there, it's another year from now. We were always supposed to have a degree of normalcy this fall. But now it's going to be a degree, a degree of normalcy by next fall. And I just, you know, I wonder with all these people, all these, whether you go down the line from top to bottom, capitulating Christians, capitulating conservatives, then all the rest of the capitulating collaborators when it comes to the COVID tyranny, how much longer do you think it's going to be? You, you know, you'll hear, you know, professional athletes and owners of big corporations and owners of big league sports and and owners of, you know, the leagues themselves, 
you know, we're hoping that we can, you know, come back to a degree of normalcy here and a degree of normalcy there, and we can we can open up safely. Are your leagues going to be left by that time? I mean, really, how much longer do you think the NFL, MLB, which is now facing their second straight season with no ticket sales, how much longer do you think, as an owner of one of those teams, how much, or a president of those leagues, how much longer do you think you're going to be around? But yet you still put out the capitulating, acquiescing verbiage of, I hope we can open up safely and have a degree of normalcy. I mean, how many, eventually you're going to have to come my way and say that this whole response is a complete hoax. Because it is 99.9% post-infection survival rate, period. No excess deaths. In 2020, in comparison to 2019, 2019, 2.9 million Americans died. 2020, 2.9 million Americans died. Average age of death in America, 78. Average age of death with COVID, 80. So how much longer are you going to be able to be the wise person in the room? The negotiating, the neutral person in the room? How much longer is that going to be until you're going to have to be radicalized like me and say that this whole thing is garbage? Because you're not going to have a league to be normal for or wisdom-based for much longer. You're not going to have it. I mean, how much longer do you think? I mean, the NFL is facing now another season with no ticket sales, no parking, no vending, nothing. Nothing. Their viewership is down 30%. The The NHL has already said... It's cheaper for them not to have a season than to have another COVID season. How much longer does everyone think this is going to last? You got Robinette Biden coming into the uh, Oval Office or already in the Oval Office. And he all he's preaching is more lockdowns, even though there's absolutely no science. He's going to be led by the scientists. There's absolutely no science behind locking down working. 76% of all COVID cases come from inside your own home. And where do they send you? Back inside your own home. All right, this is funny. This is from uh, Gateway Pundit again. The long, I'm giving you a list of about five things off their front page. Revenge is inevitable. That is, you're not going to be able to read it by the tweet because it's in whatever language that people in Iran speak. There it is. It actually says on that tweet, and notice it. I didn't even notice it. Aaron noticed it right before. But that's a picture of Donald Trump on the golf course. They don't know what they're talking about because he's teeing off from a green. So they're idiots in Iran. But anyway, you also see a stealth bomber image right there above him. And they says, and that, now keep in mind, this was left up on Twitter. As of this broadcast, this is still on Twitter. They're allowed, Donald Trump is down, taken down off of Twitter. But Iran, this is, uh, Twitter allows private news agency in Iran to publish death threats against Donald Trump. And on that, it says revenge is inevitable. That is allowed, but Donald Trump has been taken down. Please explain the logic behind that, Jack Dorsey. All right, from the Daily Caller, this is also from the Gateway Pundit, but via the Daily Caller, President Biden replies for the first time, give me a break, man, to a reporter asking about uh, the vaccine rollout. Play it for me. When I announced it, you all said it's not possible. Come on, give me a break, man. Good start. Thank you. 
Listen to him clearing them out of there. Listen to the, the who's ever in charge of the press gaggle clearing them out. What a transparent organization. I mean, it ought to. There's the fouch. There's the fouch. Now you can bring it back to me. It ought to. It ought to rivet people's souls. It doesn't. Even if you're a Democrat, it ought to rivet your soul to sit there. And the man can't even answer one question about the vaccine rollout without a, give me a break, man. Come on, man. And everybody's masked. I mean, this, this doesn't bother you at all that absolutely nobody showed up for the inauguration. We'll get into that in a minute. But everybody sits there masked. This is, this is not an inauguration. This is an installation is what this is. Here's some other stuff off the Gateway Pundit. Some more headlines. Be- Biden. He's already signed 17 executive orders as of the start of this broadcast, maybe more now. Biden obliterates, here's one of them, women's sports. Reinstates rule allowing transgender students to use bathrooms according to gender identity. That's great. So now, your seven, eight-year-old daughter could be in a bathroom, and a teacher who identifies as a female, that's a male, who's 38, and can go in there and use it with them, as well as any other male student. Because here's the thing, and this is something my church will consider this to be grievously redundant because they hear me say it all the time. There's never women in a men's room. 25 years in law enforcement. Never. It's always pervert men in women's rooms. It's as simple as that. Another thing, Montana lawmakers moving to protect girls' sports after Biden signs order forcing schools to let transgender biological males compete with them so he wants men in women's restrooms and men in women's sports great job democrats Woo! that's great wait till it you know this this is great though and see this is why i'm not down a lot of people they're down oh it's over no things are horrible things aren't horrible at all for me it's great see this is like the tet offensive in the vietnam war one of the very difficult things about the vietnam war was actually finding your enemy to fight because they're all underground, literally underground in tunnels. And they had to smoke them out all the time. The great thing about the Tet Offensive was, is they all came out at one time, the whole Viet Cong, you know, which you had the Viet Cong in the south and the Vietnamese army, North Vietnamese army in the north. The Viet Cong was the rebels in the south fighting against the South Vietnamese army in whom we were also fighting. So we were fighting the Viet Cong during the Tet Offensive and they all came out and they attacked at one time on one day. Now the kill rate was 30 to 1. Americans, they killed 30 Viet Cong for every one American that died in that battle. They exposed themselves. This is great. They're exposing themselves. It's great. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm just talking about political. I'm talking about winning the battle politically. They are now wide open, out in the open. There, you know, There's going to be some moderate Democrats by the millions who might be bothered that their seven-year-old, seven-year-old daughter could be in a bathroom with a 38-year-old man and Joe Biden says, that's fine. Or their daughter who has trained their whole life to be a soccer superstar and a mediocre at best male athlete decides he's a female and wants to go be a superstar on the girls team because that's how it works. And I don't care what, listen, if that offends you as a woman, you call me a male chauvinist, it's absolute fact. Every time it happens, whether it's in the MMA, we have a very mediocre MMA fighter goes in and starts as a, goes in, identifies as a female and starts fighting females. He slaughters them. He, he absolutely sucks as a male fighter, 
but he's great in the female ranks. Same thing with track. There's, there, I remember I covered this on this podcast. It was during the spring. There was a track athlete who couldn't even make the men's team was setting all the new records for women. And sadly, he has a penis and he's a man. There's going to be people that are bothered by this that are Democrats. Expose them. Good, good job, Joe Biden. See, I'm happy. I mean, you're, a lot of you probably don't think it's true. I really am. It's great. They're out in the open. It's great. Here's another Gateway Pundit headline. This is not consistent with what he promised us when he was running. Speaking of Mitch McConnell, Kentucky Republicans censor Mitch McConnell after his outrageous attack on President Trump. Well, that's two because Liz, Liz Cheney got censured also. So that's good. You want to speak out against Trump? Good. I love it. Again, it gets Mitch out in the open. I love it. Mitch McConnell's out in the open. Kevin McCarthy's out in the open. They're all out in the open. Liz Cheney's out in the open. Ben Sass. Good. They can all be primaried and they will all lose. That's what we need to be. Marco Rubio. Listen, I have an insane idea. It actually isn't my idea. It's my son's idea. I think Donald Trump should run against Marco Rubio two years from now and take the Senate seat in Florida, sit as a senator for two years, and then run for president. That's what I think it should happen. Marco Rubio is absolutely useless. He does nothing. He does absolutely nothing. He is spineless. He never takes a stand. Name one thing that he's ever done. Name one thing that he's ever accomplished. He's never accomplished anything. And a lot of you will be, a lot of people will be mad about it because he puts out Bible verses on Twitter. That's great. You put out Bible verses on Twitter, Marco. That's great. How about you actually have a spine? How about you actually take sides for once instead of, of course, trying to look like the wise neutral one. If you're neutral, you're Switzerland. You're constantly conquered. That's all that you are. So here's my thing. I got, I found this video. It's a great one. And I just kind of entitled it myself. You know, they, they have the Democrats have everything. Now they've got this, they've got the Senate, they've got the house, they've got the presidency. They kind of have the Supreme court because everybody in there is cowards. So you have to wonder, you know, what's everybody mad about? Play it for me. Those are the people that now they got their person in the White House. You know, they're li- again, according to them, if you put a Republican in there, you lose your democracy, right? Okay. Well, they're the ones that are banning us from, you know, having free speech. Uh, they're the ones with 30,000 troops at an inauguration. By the way, protecting them from what? 30,000 troops. You had, what, a couple hundred people go into the Capitol, some of which were their own people. Uh, BLM, well, I'll say Antifa activists were going in there absolutely proven so protecting them from what 30,000 people there 30,000 troops there two three times as many as Abraham Lincoln had in the middle of well not the middle of but the beginning of the civil war there's already six states that had seceded at that time when when President Lincoln was inaugurated they had two three times as many troops there now so protecting them from what and my whole thing is a lot of you know they're saying now there, they, there's a, uh, 
and now a new war on white supremacy and extremism. And I'm like, okay, there's 3,000 KKK members in the United States, 3,000 total. I want you to compare that with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But anyway, what exactly, and again, you know, just you have to always make sure that everybody knows this. No, Anybody who's a racist is an ignoramus moron. We all know that. That's a given. They're just using this like they've used COVID to launch themselves into power. But I want everybody to write down tonight, here's your homework assignment, all the white supremacist attacks of 2020 and 2019. I want you to write them down. And then I want you to write down, but you won't be able to because there's literally hundreds of them, of Antifa Black Lives Matter attacks. And yet, all Biden talked about in the inauguration yesterday was the war against white supremacy and fringe groups. And again, name, name the attacks. Okay, you got the Capitol. Got the Capitol. Two people died. 30 people over the summer died. Antifa and Black Lives Matter attacks. But we'll put that besides two plus billion dollars worth of damage done by them. But that, that's besides the point. And they attacked and uh, uh, totally destroyed the Democratic headquarters in the state of Oregon yesterday. I'll show you footage if I have time. So I want to just where are all these white supremacist attacks Again, I'm against white supremacy. Any Christian would be against anybody thinking of themselves as as supreme due to skin color. However, I just want everybody to name them. Since that is the number one, that's Joe Biden said, that's the number one threat to America is extremist white supremacists. So it's not China. It's not Iran, not uh, South Korea, North Korea. It's not Russia. It's not COVID. It's white supremacists. And they've had one notable attack that I can even remember. So let me just say this too. Because they're the ones who are claiming that the Capitol attack was white supremacist. When there's Antifa members in there egging it on. And there's absolutely no, I'm not going to say no, but there's definitely lots and lots of evidence that says that it was not, had nothing to do with white supremacy. It had to do with People feeling like they hadn't been heard. It had nothing to do with white. I mean, I'm sure there's white supremacists there, I guess. There's definitely Antifa people there. And because I tell the truth, there was lots of Trump people there. There was. Sadly, there was. And they are stupid for entering in illegally into the Capitol. Stupid. We admit that. But a Democrat will never admit that it's stupid for a BLM Antifa rioter to burn down a target. They don't want to admit that's stupid because that's righteous indignation. And what happened at the Capitol was lawlessness. I hate every second of it. I hated it when it happened. I hate it now. Stupid. But where, where's the evidence, first of all, that it was a white supremacist attack? Or we're gonna, we'll switch to extremists. I guess right-wing extremists. Those are, those are the, so, okay, you categorize them as that. So that's one attack. That I can remember. But yet that's the number one threat to America, according to Joe Biden. It's all Goebbels propaganda. And that's why I, I mean, I'm so ticked at the people that entered into the Capitol. So ticked. If you got egged on by Antifa, I don't care. It's no excuse. There is no reason to go in there. So stupid. You're going to accomplish nothing. Absolutely nothing. What's so funny is the grief, one, one of the most grievous attacks on the Capitol 
was the shooting of the Republicans out of baseball practice or softball practice. Steve Scalise nearly died. The majority whip, the minority whip in the House of Representatives, he nearly died. And they went out on a shooting rampage. It was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And all of the people that entered the Capitol on the 6th, they haven't found a gun yet outside of the cop that shot uh, Ashley Babbitt. There's not a gun yet. And that doesn't get taught. What about that leftist extremism, Joe? It's about even. About even as far as capital attacks are concerned, right? But that yet that there's but they're not even at all as far as totality. I mean, come on, look at the summer. All right, Dean the Republican tweet on free speech. This is for a virtual inauguration of the most this is for a virtual inauguration of the most popular voted president. In election history. Do they really think anyone believes that? Play it for me. So you're so popular that you have to bring this in. This is all around the Capitol. 30,000 troops. And this is the most popular president in history. Had to do this. Right here. Yeah. All right, bring it back to me. All right, John Cordillo tweet. The most popular president by vote in history, right? <laughs> That's the, that is the actual... Inauguration, everybody, live. That is the actual inauguration. Now, I want you to picture, I should have brought in pictures, I forgot. From where you're virtually standing to the Washington Monument, both for Barack Obama, just to be fair, and Donald Trump, it was full of people all the way down the roads, all the way down the mall, all the way around the lake, Everywhere was absolutely jam-packed full of people. Somewhere in the neighborhood of two to three million people were at Donald Trump's inauguration and Barack Obama's. They compete about whose was the biggest. Nobody knows for sure. So let's. this is for real. Now, people will say, you can leave it up there. People will say it's because of COVID. That's, that's, that's the Goebbels propaganda that they're going to put out. Oh, you're awesome, buddy. Here's Donald Trump's. There's there. Yeah, flashing back and forth there like you normally do for me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Tell me 80 million people voted and they're going to say that it's COVID. So how exactly if it's all COVID and you had 84 million people vote for you, but it's all COVID, why couldn't you do your COVID laws? Why couldn't you abide by your COVID laws? You could have drawn out here and put that blank picture back up for me on the, yeah, that one. Now, you could have drawn up all your Biden circles all over the place. You could have drawn up 30 or four, no, three or 4,000 Biden circles all over the place and had everybody sit in circles. Do you know why? Quoting Steve Bannon, because the reason why you didn't is because nobody was going to come and this is a complete sham. And, and you keep leaving it up. I want everyone to see this. It's on purpose. This is a disgrace around the world. You have, right, I guarantee you Trump had more people when he landed in Mar-a-Lago than are at this inauguration. I'm stealing this all from Steve Bannon. I can guarantee you that. And I'm also stealing that this is a, a disgrace worldwide, worldwide because it is. We are being laughed at internationally that this is our inauguration. And don't hand me the COVID thing. Put up your Biden circles everywhere. You can put them all the way to the Washington Monument. What did they do instead? You can see it back there. Those aren't people. Those are all flags. All the way to the wash, starting from the lake to the Washington Monument. What's the lake called, Hope? Do you know? Okay. 
Okay. But from the lake to the Washington Monument, those are all flags. Those are not people. On the sides of those flags are United States military troops. That's the only you bring back to me. Those are the only live people that were there. Was military troops. That's it. Oh, yeah. Put that one up there. But one more time. I love it. Put up. There's Donald Trump's. There, th- come on. You're telling me 84 million people voted for that clown? Give me a break. All right. Tom Elliott tweet. Republican Cohen on his concern with the National Guard securing the inauguration. The National Guard is 90 some odd percent male, he says. And only 20% of white males voted for Biden. There are probably not more than 25% of the people there protecting us that voted for Biden. So he says this. Play it for me. This morning I was reading about this on the on my t- Twitter account, I guess. And people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi who were killed by her own their own people. Hey, Aaron just told me I said Republican uh, Cohen. That is... He's Representative Cohen. He has a hyper lib, a hard, hardcore laughing stock. He's the one that was eating fried chicken on the House floor. Absolute lack, laughing stock leftist hack. Put it back on for me. This morning, I was reading about this on the on my t- Twitter account, I guess, and people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi, who were killed by her own their own people. Um, you know, I was thinking the guard is. 90 some odd percent, I believe, male. Um, only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to. Uh, uh, do something. And there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the, the insurrection. So it does concern me, but uh, the betting at the last minute. But, I mean, th- that's far to, to, to have voted for, for Trump does not make you an insider. Th- I mean, that, that's far different from being a threat uh, of violence inside whether the National Guard or law enforcement. I, I'm curious, is there is there anything you've seen to substantiate just how broad this in- insider threat may be, if it, if it exists. Absolutely not, Jim, but, you know, if you, you draw first, the first circles, people who were for Trump and not for Biden, as far as people who would be within uh, the, the zone of folks who you'd be suspect of. Suspect yeah, group is large. So for the first time in history, our troops have been vetted at an inauguration. They swore in 2,500 of the 30,000 troops that were there as U.S. Marshals so they could make arrests. They went in and they vetted, I don't know how many thousands of troops, to see whether they were Trump supporters, Biden supporters, what was on their social media, because he said right there, there's a substantial amount of the National Guard that's there protecting us that is of the class that could do a violent act against us. Woo! Out in the open, the Democrats. They hate the military. They hate this country. I just wonder if you're a Democrat and you hate the military, who do you think is going to keep the Chinese out? (laughs) You'd be speaking German today. You'd be living under a German dictator right now if it wasn't for the military. You think that you'll be safe if you just drop the military, that everybody's going to come together with you at your latest bongo line and your tie-dye wearing shirt line 
and you're all going to sing hallelujah together? You really think that's going to happen? And by the way, that happened again. That's what every, I'm going to just put this out there. This is real important stuff I'm about to tell you. You know that song hallelujah from Shrek, right? Every single absolute charlatan Satan worshiper sings that song. And it was sung over the inauguration yesterday. Those that are pledging to butcher the unborn. Let me, let me just read you. Here's Biden's. I got him here on my, on my iPad. Here's Biden's uh, 17 executive orders so far. I'll read them off like machine gun fire. Executive order on mask mandates. I mean, every, on all federal lands, you have to wear a mask. Executive order on the WHO. We're back in the World Health Organization that lied to us and is bought and paid for by the CCP and Bill Gates. Largest private contributor to the World Health Organization is Bill Gates. Uh, executive order on COVID-19 response. That's garbage. Executive order nationwide. More, I don't know what that is. Student loan, garbage. We're back in the Paris Climate Accord. He just cost us, I think, upwards of 52. It's either 5,200 jobs or 52,000 jobs. I'm not sure. I read it really quick, so I can't remember. I don't want to give you the wrong data. But executive order on the Keystone Pipeline. He can't, uh, this cancels the Keystone XL Pipeline and directs agencies to review and reverse more than 100 Trump actions on the environment. So Keystone Pipeline, that's gone. That's a great idea. And if everybody noticed, the uh, gas prices already went up. Nice job. Out of the open. Love those Democrats. Executive order on racial equity. Executive order on gender equity. Executive order on the census. Executive order on immigration. This fortifies the deferred action for child arrivals, arrivals, DACA, after Trump efforts to undo protections for undocumented people, um, which is undue protections. That's absolutely incorrect, but that's this is a liberal site that I'm reading off of. Executive order on some passport owner. Executive order on immigration enforcement. Executive order stopping the wall. Great job. Executive order on deportation. Executive, they're not doing any deportations, right? This order, they're not, Joe Biden's not doing any real deportations for I think the first 100 days or something like that. Executive order on ethics, whatever that means. Executive order on re- regulation. Uh, that's, yeah, that's it. That's all 17. So there you go. That's where we're at. Nice job. Stop the wall construction. He's also stopping what Trump had done is he, he stopped the uh when people come in and they claim political asylum all they had to do is somehow get across the border and claim and claim asylum and then with barack obama and joe biden they would release all those people out into the general public where many of them committed many heinous crimes not all but many committed many uh, lots and lots of heinous crimes against in killing americans raping americans but that's no problem for barack obama and joe biden because it doesn't affect them but anyway so they would let them out for and out into the general public with a court date 90 something percent would never show up again for their court date so donald trump changed that if you claim asylum in the united states you have to wait in mexico for your asylum hearing therefore they all came to their hearing see they're not out in the general public that's what's called a brain but now Joe Biden got, is getting rid of that. Great. I mean, it's just the, these people are unreal until it touches them. Wait till all the Democrats who are. We are, we are for bridges, not walls. We're for a bigger, a bigger table, not a bigger wall. Yeah, wait till your own child is murdered by an illegal immigrant. You might change then. Wait till you lose your job because of it. You might change then. 
That's fine. We'll wait. All right, Lauren Bobart tweet. Demand the military pledges loyalty to a political party is what dictators do. This is the United States of America. There is no excuse to submit our brave military men and women to this unconstitutional behavior. Tucker Carlson, play it for me. Our military leadership, the very same generals who howled at the idea of deploying American troops to stop an invasion of our southern border, those same generals sent tens of thousands of soldiers with rifles to Washington purely as a show of force on behalf of the political party they support. And once they did that, they then allowed Democratic politicians to degrade and politicize the military itself. Democrats in Congress demanded that the troops sent to Washington this week submit to a political purity test, ideological vetting, as they put it, to make certain that every soldier professed loyalty to the new regime, not loyalty to our country, not loyalty to our Constitution, but loyalty to the aims of a specific political party. Nothing like that has ever happened in America. And just a few months ago, it would have been unimaginable. Suddenly, it's compulsory. Here's Congressman Steve Cohen of Memphis explaining why it is. The Guard is 90-some-odd percent, I believe, you skip over male yeah. of the, the large For a moment and think go. deeply about Good what enough. Congressman Steve Cohen of Tennessee just told us on television. He said that every white man in this country is a potential murderer. Every white man in America should be under suspicion, purely on the basis of being white and male, of planning a presidential assassination. He told us the National Guard is overwhelmingly white and male. Therefore, Congressman Cohen says, white male National Guardsmen must undergo government background checks to prove they're not planning murder. Steve Cohen didn't couch any of that. He just said it, and the CNN anchor nodded as he did. All right, here we go. And here's how, you know, this is how the, it's, it's, it's very typical. It's like Barack Obama, Hillary, Bill and Hillary Clinton treated the military like personal servants. Well, let's look at how Biden's treating them. Here we go. This is how Joe Biden's America treats soldiers. 5,000 soldiers moved to cold parking garage with one bathroom after protecting Biden inauguration. Next. There you go. Absolute truth. Absolute truth. Next. There you go. That's the way to treat. That's the way to treat our soldiers. You know, without them, without them, we have nothing, nothing, Joe Biden. You, you, it's, it's, I love it. They hate the cops and they hate the military, but when they need protection, do you know that the most policed area in the country is Washington, D.C.? You get thousands of police officers with D.C. Metro and, and for the 2.3 mile square area, 2.3 square mile area of the Capitol, there's 23 100, 100 cops per square mile. Not not per square mile. No, because it's 2.3 square miles. So how many is that per, you know, whatever. But in the point, the 2.3 square miles of the capital, you have 2,300 officers. It's the most policed area is for the bourgeois elitist. They don't want you to have cops. Seattle is under siege. Seattle's gone, folks. Portland's gone. Their cops are leaving in droves. They're leaving. Where's Biden? Where's Biden? For months he's been saying that it was Trump that was inciting all the racial tension and all the injustice, and that's why they've had rioting. They've had nonstop rioting since Joe Biden was inaugurated. So how could it get, how could it be Trump's fault? How could it be his fault? It truly is amazing. All right, Newsmax video. This is uh, Grant Stenchfield talking about Biden on the borders. And uh, traitor Mitch McConnell. 
Play it for me. Day before President Trump leaves office and the swamp creatures return with a vengeance. Senator Mitch McConnell, Minority Leader Representative Kevin McCarthy, and yes, even Vice President Pence have announced they will be skipping President Trump's farewell ceremony, opting to attend mass with Joe Biden instead. <laughs> this is a signal, folks, of what is to come. The fighting Republicans trained by President Trump are rolling over now in support of returning Washington back to the power-hungry, self-serving ruling class of career politicians and bureaucrats. Mitch McConnell even declared that President Trump, quote, provoked the security breach at the Capitol back on January 6th. And now, as the Senate awaits the article of impeachment, this. There will be a vote on convicting the president for high crimes and misdemeanors. And if the president is convicted, there will be a vote on barring him from running again. The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. You see that? A Democrat and a Republican. And their anti-Trump rhetoric is the same. I believe All right, hit the next one, have joined redistributed. And when you listen to Joe Biden spell out his plans for his first day in office, it sounds like someone who is plotting a path to destroy America, not nurture it. On day one, I'm sending to the United States Congress a immigration bill providing a pathway for 11 million undocumented, and I'm going to make sure every dreamer is protected. Well, that is the reason why, for the first time in history, the newly elected president's inauguration parade is actually starting, apparently, in Guatemala. His promises aren't meant to benefit the downtrodden from the South but to give him 11 million more voters. He doesn't care about mass illegal immigration, draining our economy and increasing crime. He just wants more votes for him and his party and turn states like Texas and Florida blue. Biden plans on rolling back ICE enforcement of going after businesses who hire illegals. Who will suffer? I'll tell you who, the American people. It's all a giant ruse under the false idea that he's somehow, quote, compassionate as our economy sinks and the American worker suffers. But that's not all. I'd make the changes on the corporate taxes on day one. On day one, when I'm elected president, I'm going to invite all of the members of the Paris Accord to Washington, D.C. On day one, I'll end Trump's unconstitutional Muslim ban. Well, think about this. President Trump lifts COVID-related travel restrictions for much of Europe and the United Kingdom. Joe Biden then declares he's putting back those restrictions in place. Yet Biden announced he will lift the terror-related travel restrictions from countries <laughs> like Iran, Yemen, Somalia, Libya, the list goes on. So he'll let terrorists in, but not anyone from Europe where COVID is an issue. The most bizarre part of this scheme based on optics alone is that the Chinese virus is raging in those Muslim countries too. So let's welcome in a terrorist also infected with the virus, but keep our friends in Great Britain out. <laughs> All right, bring it back to me. All right, so just to summarize real quick, because there's two parts to that. First of all, McConnell and McCarthy both did not go to Trump's departure event, but instead went to church with the abortionist, the baby butchering Joe Biden so they can all sit in there with, in mass hypocrisy. That's Mitch McConnell, the Mac Daddies. Mitch McConnell, 
and Kevin McCarthy, the Magdaddies, the traitors, they need to both. I've sad, sad that McConnell just got reelected on the coattails. The, the Democrats spent millions, tens of millions of dollars, I think it was $100 million, to defeat Mitch McConnell. And Donald Trump pop, propped him up, campaigned for him, and he won on Donald Trump's coattails and then turns on him, says on the House floor in the joint session that President Trump incited violence. Name it, Mitch. Show it, Mitch. Show where he incited violence. Not where he talked about fraudulent votes. If you get violent because somebody's talking about fraudulent votes, you're an idiot. The idiot's at fault, not the person talking about fraudulent voting. Moron. Moron Mitch. Absolute list. I mean, he is he needs to be primaried. He needs to be defeated. He needs to be removed from his leadership position. Ted Cruz needs to take it over. Josh Hawley needs to take it over. Enough is enough with these Republicans. No more. They all need to be primaried and ousted. Primaried and soundly defeated. And don't get into the thing. Well, you can't put those hyper-conservatives in certain areas because they, they won't win. Let us just try. Let's try. Let's put the real conservatives in. Not the capitulating neutral. I want to hear both sides. No. No more. Because this is what you end up getting when you have the greatest president. In, since I can remember, I didn't pay attention. I was too young for during most of Ronald Reagan to pay much attention. I, wasn't, I mean, I was in high school. I just wasn't paying attention. But the greatest president of my adult life is leaving. And Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the House minority leader, who also said that President Trump incited violence, they don't even show up to his departure event. They go to Joe Biden's uh, church ceremony, and then Pence goes to the inauguration, but not to the departure event either. You know why? And let me just tell you a little background about Mike Pence. Donald Trump strapped him onto his back. Mike Pence was about to lose the gubernatorial race in Indiana. He was down by five or more points. And Donald Trump took him in, made him the vice president, made him a very popular politician again. And what does Mike Pence do? And listen, Mike Pence had every bit, listen, whether it would have resulted in an overturned election, it doesn't matter. You have one job. Just like with COVID, you have one job. Secure the nursing homes. Keep everything open. No masks, no social distancing, just have herd immunity, leave everything open. You have one job. Secure the nursing home. You have one job, Mike Pence. All you have to do is refuse to certify the electors until there's a 10-day forensic audit in the six states. That's it. That's it. That's all he had to do. And what did he do? Turned his back. Little traitor, little Judas, turned his back on the man who saved his political career turned his back on him, and then goes goes to his political enemy's inauguration. I mean, come on. Mike Pence, you are a hack. Total, no respect. None. Kevin McCarthy, primary, thrown out. McConnell, removed from leadership, and then primary, thrown out in six years if he has the guts to run again. McConnell's already been censored by, censured by his own political party in Kentucky. They're saying, that's not what we were looking for, Mitchie, for you to go on the House floor at the joint session of Congress and say that our president incited violence when he didn't. 
Let's all go to the Capitol, quote, President Donald J. Trump, let's all go to the Capitol and peacefully and patriotically protest. That's it. John Cordello tweet. Ma- massive Latin American caravan. Here you go. The free- Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Joe Biden, you said it. They're interviewing a lot of these migrants. And one of the migrants saying, we couldn't get in under Trump, but Biden said we can get in. So this is what you get. Put that tweet up for me, buddy. Thank you. Massive Latin American, John Cordillo, massive Latin American caravan that hasn't been checked for COVID or any other disease will rush the border and be welcomed in by Josef Biden. Play it for me. There they are. Get ready, Democrats. It's your problem now. Enjoy, numb nuts. Enjoy it. Good luck with this. Now, you can answer for it. I'm sure everybody in there, since you guys are such COVID tyrannous, it's a, you know, you're so tyrannical when it comes to uh, COVID. I'm sure all these people are abiding by your COVID laws, right? There you go. Enjoy it. Back to me. So that's the thing. For me, it's, it's, it's actually a relief. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. I'm not enjoying human suffering. I'm enjoying the fact, absolute fact, that this is now Biden's problem. And it's the, Biden, it's the problem that Biden caused. Trump had immigration completely locked down. Has anybody noticed how basically nobody's been illegally coming into the country for the last two years? Trump's got it locked down. Solved the problem. Building an impenetrable wall. And the, and the rules that I just told you about earlier for people that come in and, 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 and make their claims that they have to stay, have to stay here because of political, is they're, under, they're under political danger. So Trump had it all solved. And Biden pulls it all back. He's in the process of pulling it all back, has already pulled it all, has already in the process of doing it, and will eventually pull it all down. And this is what you get. And now they can have it. They can have all this. They can solve this problem. All right, back to me. From Will Chamberlain tweet, racism is now government policy. Play the video for me. Our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy and well-connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Our priority will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses, and finally, having equal access to resources needed to reopen and rebuild. But we're going to make a concerted effort to help small businesses in low-income communities, in big cities, small towns, rural communities that have faced systemic barriers to relief. Think of the mom-and-pop owner with a couple of employees who can't pick up the phone and call a banker, who doesn't have a lawyer, an accountant, to help them through this complicated process, to know if they're even qualified or who simply didn't know where, where this relief was available in the first place. We went through this, Don, when we were trying to bring, when we brought yeah, I can bear no more. back. <clears throat> bring it back to me. So basically, government policy is totally and completely stipulated on your skin color, which, by the way, is racism. Whether it benefit, if it benefits black people at the detriment of white people, it's racism. If it benefits white people at the detriment of Latino people, it's racism. It doesn't matter if you're if if you if you're the center of your focus is the pigmentation, the amount of melanin inside somebody's skin, 
If that's your focus in life and that's how you create and put out your various measures, then you are a racist. If your program is based on race, you're a racist. It really is as simple as that. Here's the Babylon Bee's take on it. Biden unveils skin color chart to determine who gets federal aid. There you go. Biden's official skin color federal aid chart. You're a racist. Joe Biden is a racist. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter who it benefits and who it takes away from. If you if you are stipulate, stipulating your domestic programs based on skin color, no matter who it takes away from and who it benefits, you're a racist. Democratic, the Democratic Party is racist. It's as simple as that. All right, Donald J. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. tweet. This is Tucker Carlson. Play it for me. Kristen Clark is Joe Biden's pick to run the Justice Department's enormously powerful Civil Rights Division. Clark says her job is simple. It's to end hate. But like so many in her world, Clark is, in fact, an enthusiastic purveyor of what she claims to fight. Clark's been on this show several times. A new investigation, though, by our reporters has uncovered shocking, and we don't use that word lightly, legitimately shocking statements that Clark made in public while at Harvard. In 1994, Clark wrote a letter to the Harvard Crimson in her capacity as the president of the Black Studies Association. Clark wanted to explain her views on race science. Quote, please use the following theories and observations to assist you in your search for truth regarding the genetic differences between blacks and whites. End quote. So you know it's going to be interesting. And it was. Quote, one, Dr. Richard King reveals that the core of the human brain is the locus coeruleus, which is a structure that is black because it contains large amounts of neuromelanin, which is essential for its operation. Two, black infants sit, crawl, and walk sooner than whites. Three, Carol Barnes notes that human mental processes are controlled by melanin, that same chemical which gives blacks their superior physical and mental abilities. Four, some scientists have revealed that most whites are unable to produce melanin because their pineal glands are often calcified or non-functioning. Pineal calcification rates with Africans are 5 to 15 percent, Asians 15 to 25 percent, and Europeans 60 to 80 percent. This is the chemical basis for the cultural differences between blacks and whites. And five, melanin endows blacks with greater mental, physical, and spiritual abilities, something which cannot be measured based on Eurocentric standards. End quote. Let that sink in. Melanin endows black people with greater mental, physical, and spiritual abilities. No, that's not an editorial from the final call, Louis Farrakhan's free newspaper. That is a direct quote from the person Joe Biden is about to put in charge of this country's civil rights laws. So this is the person that's going to be in charge of Joe Biden's civil rights division. And she just claimed that because of melanin, black people are spiritually, physically, and mentally superior to whites. That's racism. doesn't matter. People are like, well, you know, it all it evens things out because of years of oppression. That, that, that is a completely vacuous argument. Racism was racism when there were slaves in this country. Racism is racism now. It goes both ways. There are black people that are racist. There are white people that are racist. There are Latino people that are racist, Asian people. It doesn't matter. Racism is racism. And this is the person. Joe Biden is putting in charge. It's funny that he puts this Kristen Clark in charge, considering that Kristen Clark actually thinks 
that Joe Biden is inferior to herself based on skin color, which again is racism. All right, Jack Posobiec tweet. Thank you, military industrial complex. Put up the next one for me. There you go. Biden's Pentagon nominee pledges to rid the ranks of racists and extremists. You know, leave it up, Aaron. That's exactly what I'm wanting from my military leaders. I don't want more tanks or airplanes or national security. What I want is for our military leaders to make sure that they're ridding the ranks of racists and extremists. That's priority one, really. All right, next one. There it is, the same guy. It's Lloyd J. Austin III, General U.S. Army and former commander of the U.S. Central Command. Now, if you read the book, leave it up there. He just came from, is a member of the Raytheon Technology. So he comes from the Warhawk industry, the perpetual war industry, as they all do. What they do is they come in, they get massive industrial war contracts for these huge companies like Raytheon and Lockheed. And then lo and behold, after they secure those hundreds of millions or billion dollar deals, they end up on jobs on the boards of these companies afterwards and then come back again and secure more industrial war complex uh, contracts, which is exactly what's going on. Back to me. I'll show you. I'll give you some examples. Here's, a, here's some of our former big name generals, big name generals that have that have gone in and out of the industrial war complex. Tom, make sure that you understand, make sure that you explain what you mean by industrial war complex. What I mean by are people like George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, many others, Barack Obama, that want one perpetual war after another because it's great for their own personal finances and their own personal political advancement. And you're like, aren't you, Tom, I thought you were conservative. You're pro-military. Yeah, I'm pro-military. I'm pro our military only fighting when they have to fight, when it has to do with our own national security interests. Not George W. Bush taking vengeance on Iraq for Saddam Hussein trying to assassinate his father. Because the bourgeois elite, the bourgeois, they reached out and touched the bourgeois elite. So you send in and you cost thousands of lives to revenge your father. No, we have weapons of mass destruction. Where? Where? I was always against the Iraq war. Always. And the Afghan war. No point in being there. And we're still there. When, when we started that, I was at the, when we were in those wars, that was in the, in the beginning stage of my law enforcement career. I'm retired now three plus years. And we're still there in both countries. Why? Because of people like this. General Raymond Aderno joins, Honeywell Board of Directors. General Joseph Dunford, Dunford joins, Lockheed Martin Board of Directors. General Jim Mad Dog Mattis, Trump trader, he joins, rejoins. He was on the General Dynamics Board of Directors. Trump brings him on as Defense Secretary. Trump gets rid of him, and then he rejoins General Dynamics Board of Directors. The article says, nothing to see here, folks. Between 2009 and 2011, 70% of the 108 three- to four-star generals and admirals who retired in, the same, in that time frame took jobs from five companies. Martin, Boeing, General Dynamics, Raytheon, Northrop Grunman. There you go. All of which are part of the industrial military perpetual war complex. We are not here to be the world's police force while men and women come back with their limbs blown off, paralyzed, and dead for nothing. Nothing. Trump got them all out of there, but here comes old Biden. 
Oh, don't worry. You know, Biden doesn't have too many financial interests around the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Breitbart video. Oh, the Breitbart video is out, right, Aaron? Yeah. Biden's mask mandate. <laughs> All right. Marjorie Taylor Green tweet. All right. After nonstop uh, violent Antifa BLM riots to burn cities, destroyed businesses, killed 47 innocent Americans, and, ki- and caused billions of dollars in damage. Democrats suddenly denounced violent, b- violence and bring the National Guard in for protection, but didn't do the same for the regular Americans. Again, why not? You can bring it back to me. Why not? Because the bourgeois elitists surround themselves with cops and soldiers. The most policed place on the planet is Washington, D.C., while they defund the police everywhere else. As long as the bourgeois elitists, Barack Obama lives in D.C. If he's not on Martha's Vineyard, he's at he has Washington, the only president in history who ever set up his house after he leaves office in D.C. Only president in history to ever do that. Barack Obama did it. They'll keep the police and military around themselves. They don't care about you. Work-a-day Democrat, union Democrat, teaching Democrat. They don't care about you. Ask Seattle. Ask Portland. Ask Philadelphia. Larry Krasner in charge of Philadelphia. As their murder rate goes through the roof. He lets out one violent felon after another. Doesn't even prosecute him. Because he's a George Soros bought and paid for district attorney like many others. But suddenly, here you go. When they want protection... Here comes 30,000 troops. And you know they even imported hundreds of NYPD officers into D.C. also? 30,000 troops, 2,300, 2,300 Capitol Police, thousands of D.C. Metro Police, 30,000 troops, hundreds of NYPD officers who can't control their own city. Bourgeois elite got to protect themselves. They don't give a crap about you. It's as simple as that. Rogan O'Hanley. So wait, same picture different verbiage so wait do democrats love walls now <laughs> again just bring it back to me they don't want walls for you they don't care about we're done with that picture there you go They're, they don't care they don't walls for you no heck no but when it's them why is it that they all live behind walls gavin newsom nancy pelosi now joe biden and joe biden probably lives behind a wall i think he does i saw a picture of his house he lives behind a wall they're all good with well Katy perry they're all behind walls. Uh, Oprah, they're all behind walls. Got armed security, but not for you. That's illegal for you. You're not allowed to have any of that because you're not important enough, right? All right, insert name here, tweet. So if you're in D.C., they're checking ID to get in and out. Imagine if we voted like that. <laughs> Very much. Again, it, you, they're all saying that nobody could go or nobody would want to go because of COVID to Biden's inauguration yesterday. Yesterday, Yeah, it was in the green zone, which is an Iraqi, is it a, a, a term for a war zone, a green zone for the inauguration. Who they're protecting Biden from, nobody knows. Muriel Bowser also, she wanted to bring in machine-fed 50 caliber machine guns and have them mounted all over the city. Absolute fact, I turned down, but that Muriel Bowser, Bowser hack, police-hating, military-hating, Democrat hack wanted machine gun, uh, machine fed, 50 caliber machine guns, machine gun nests all over D.C. for protection from who? The mass hordes of uh, Chewbacca man with his giant horns coming into D.C. 
so they can mow them down from afar, the unarmed rioters in the Capitol, right? Uh, it, it, it truly is. It truly is unbelievable. Back to what insert name here said on his tweet. They check in, in order to get in. You can get in. You could have gotten into the inauguration. You just had to present ID. Why don't we have to do that to vote? To get into Biden's event, you have to present ID. But you don't have to to vote for Biden. Truly amazing. All right, Bridget Gabriel tweet. Laugh out loud. Chris Wallace, I've heard every inaugural speech since 1961. Gosh, does that include JFK? (laughs) Oh, gosh, this is funny. I mean, really? (laughs) Woo! So, including JFK, including Ronald Reagan, (laughs) including whom he loves like Billy Clinton, including Barack Hussein Obama. This was the best inaugural speech of his life that he's ever heard play for me. We must end this uncivil war, and the way we can do it is if we show each other a little tolerance and humility. Martha, I thought it was a great speech. Um, I've been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961, John F. Kennedy, Ask Not. I thought this was the best inaugural address I ever heard. (laughs) And I want to just show you, I'm going to go right to this. This is uh, what I think of the media. Play it for me. Democracies or the pseudo-democracies that we are evolving into. Wars are a result of lies. The Vietnam War and the push for US involvement was a result of the Gulf of Tonkin incident. A lie. The Iraq War famously is a result of lies. Wars in Somalia are a result of lies. The Second World War and the German invasion of Poland was a result of carefully constructed lies. That is war by media. Let us ask ourselves of the complicit media, which is the majority of the mainstream press. What is the average death count attributed to each journalist? When we understand that wars come about as a result of lies peddled to the British public and the American public and the publics all over Europe and other countries, then who are the war criminals? It is not just leaders, it is not just soldiers, it is journalists. Journalists are war criminals. And why one might think that that should lead us to a state of despair, that the reality that is constructed around us is constructed by liars, is constructed by people who are close to those that they are meant to be policing. It should lead us also to an optimistic understanding because if wars can be started by lies, truth can be started, peace can be started by truth. There you go, and that's how I look at the media too. They're just a bunch of bold-faced liars. Speaking of a lie that they perpetrated, this video has been taken down, of course. 
and we tried to scrub out the F-bomb that was in there. It's from Sarah Carter. This is an attempted coup. Look who's behind uh, Sasquatch man, Chewbacca man, right behind him. Right there is the police officer or security guard right behind him. And this is an attempted coup. This police officer was going back there and politely asking them to vacate the Senate hall. Asked the one guy who's laying on the ground with blood coming out of him from somewhere saying, you know, do you need medical assistance, whatever. And that's your attempted coup. Well, here's the next one. Here's Babylon B's take on it. FBI finds Buffalo guy grazing at Yellowstone Park. He's now has been arrested, so the FBI's got him now. From, uh, oh yeah, that got it. I'm trying to, I'm going through my notes here, but there's been so many videos that have been in uh, Stalinist style, been taken down by the tech tyrants that a lot of them I can't even put up, and if I put them up, they take me down anyway. But someday we'll be free from all that's coming. You all need to be on Gab. You need to be on Rumble. You need to be on MeWe, and who am I missing? Banned videos, uh, BitChute, some other ones that are coming out. We all need to get on that. That needs to be a mass migration. We need to be showing the tech tyrants, the Democratic Party that think they control us via massive Democratic Party corporations that we don't need them. They don't need our money anymore. Anybody right now, just as an example, that sends money to the NFL just understand you're part of the problem. Oh, I can't live without it. Why not? You send money to these capitulating organizations, you're absolutely part of the problem because all you're doing is fueling their future of tyranny. That's all that you're doing. I don't want to get off on that. All right, Bernard Carrick tweet, and the Democrats call and the Democrats call a threat. This video is sickening. This is from a Cauldron, Cauldron Pool tweet. How do you think it would end? Play it for me. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick them. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. And you would have well, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. 
And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not gonna let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. There you go. And the Democrats say, and this is according to Don Lemon, the greatest threat to America is radicalized white men. That's So none of the Democrats that just spoke are the greatest threat. I want you to show me videos of radical, radicalized white men making those same threats that the Democrats just made. Show me videos. I would love to see them, especially those in leadership positions. You will not find one. Zero. Zero, including President Trump. Not one. But according to Don Lemon, it's just like Julian Assange said a moment ago. They peddle in lies. They cause wars because of lies. Don Lemon, the greatest threat to America is radicalized white men. Where, Don? Where? Show me the videos outside of your own people, Antifa and BLM. There's some radicalized white people there. Certainly aren't on the right side of radicalization, are they, Donnie Lemon? This is what this is what the media does. Absolute boldface, father of lies. They're de- they're, the devil is their father. The devil is the father of lies. His native language is lying. That is what they do. Period. It's like Julian Assange said. They start wars because and why on earth? Where wasn't Edward Snowden and Julian Assange pardoned by Donald Trump? Why? Come on. It's over now. They should have both been pardoned. More on that to come. All right, this is from Steve Scalise. Play that video for me. You get out and you create a crowd. Get up in the face of some Congress people. We kick domestic enemies are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem. The NYPD is reporting 28 shootings from just over the weekend. That's a 600% increase. We're seeing the same thing here in Los Angeles. Our homicides have been up 32%. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. We've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party. We had two murders, multiple shootings, rape, robbery, assault. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. We need a revolution in order to overthrow this system, bring a whole new communist world into being. Fundamentally transform the country. We ain't about to wait until the next election. We about to go get that mother So not only do they ignore their own violence created by their own rhetoric, it's the Democratic Party that caused Antifa to exist, that caused Black Lives Matter to exist. Make no mistake, you have Kamala Harris pleading with people to bail them out of jail. That's absolute fact. It's still up to this day. You can go and find where Kamala Harris put up her own tweets in her own, on her own website. I think she pulled it off her website now. Pleading with people to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to bail out Black Lives Matter and Antifa radical rioters. That's who they are. That's who these people are. And then when it does actually happen, you can throw that up there, buddy. When it does actually happen, you have Jenny Durkin, the mayor of Seattle, saying that 
where, where two murders occurred, by the way, of African-Americans in the CHOP Chaz zone. She called it a block party. They're incomplete. They lie and they deny. That's all they do. And their deny is a lie. All right, Daniel Chayton tweet. Breaking Giuliani says, blame Barr, not election fraud allegations or Trump for the violence at the U.S. Capitol. Absolutely right. Here's the thing. You have a thousand sworn, over a thousand sworn affidavits of people witnessing witnessing election fraud. Let me just tell you from a law enforcement perspective. I was just a local yokel cop, but cops are cops are cops are cops. Sworn affidavits are evidence. And then you have Bill Bargain on national TV and say that there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud that would turn over the, that would turn over the election. Really? Did you ever even read one affidavit, Bill Barr? Not one. And that's what Giuliani's saying. He didn't take any action. You have over a thousand sworn affidavits in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona. And what did Bill Barr do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What did the Supreme Court do? Nothing. And then they claim that there's no evidence. How do you know there's no evidence when you've never looked at the evidence? When you live in denial of the evidence. All right, World News Now, video only. Investigation into Capitol Breach. Play it for me. This morning, the outgoing chief of Capitol Police breaking his silence, accusing House and Senate security officials of hamstringing his efforts to call in the National Guard ahead of last week's riot. Stephen Sun tells the Washington Post he requested help six times before the planned protest, but he says his requests were denied or postponed. Sun says he warned the pro-Trump rally would be larger than previous demonstrations, and he claims the House Sergeant-at-Arms wasn't comfortable with the optics of declaring an emergency ahead of the protests. The Post says the House Sergeant-at-Arms could not be reached for comment. I right, bring it back to me. See, ABC doesn't realize they're actually diming out Pelosi because the person, this was all reported to the Sergeant-at-Arms, six threats to the Capitol was reported to the sergeant at arms and they did nothing who appoints the sergeant at arms uh nancy uh Pelosi. numerous threats were that were made to the capitol were made to the terrorism task force and everybody did nothing including didn't even tell the president truly amazing all right daniel horowitz tweet so is everyone who is on the ground there going to be hunted down and their social media contacts investigated play it for me Come on, here we are, New York City. I want to be a part of it. There you go. New York, New York. Yeah. That's insurrection caused by the Democratic Party. Right there, those are all Biden supporters. So what's going to happen now? Where's the facial recognition technology? Look at all the videos being taken. They all need to be hunted down, like Horowitz says. Are they? Are they going to be treated the same way? 11 cops went to the hospital that night right there. And by the way, this is the night of Biden's inauguration. So what exactly are they rioting about? Bring it back to me. So according to Joe Biden, all those riots over the summer in May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, now January, were all caused by Trump stirring up racial tensions and and tensions caused by injustice towards specific races. So what are they about now, Joey, Joey Biden, Joey Beijing Biden, baseman Biden? What are they caused by now? I thought it was all Donald Trump. He's gone. You want it now. They have everything they want. So what's it about now? And is the FBI, because the FBI has been 
knocking on the doors of MAGA moms for Trump, who just happened to be at the rally and weren't even near the Capitol, but the FBI, boy, they're very fervent now. Very fervent against MAGA supporters, MAGA people, but Black Lives Matter and Antifa, what does Bill Barr do? Nothing, nothing, not a thing. But now when it's MAGA people, here come the FBI, all of a sudden feels, feels their oats all of a sudden, got some fervency, some zeal. Why? Because the judicial system in our country is corrupt to the core. To the core. My wife and I were talking before this about another incident that I'll be discussing in the near future on this podcast. Some local police action that I'm not a big fan of. Some law enforcement action not a big fan of. And you're like, Tom, I thought you, I do, you thought you loved the cops. I love the cops when they operate under constitutional constraint. If not, they're jackbooted thugs. That's all they are. FBI, they're not operating under constitutional constraint. They're not operating under constitutional authority. If it's, it's differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. Proverbs chapter 20. The Lord detests both those things. If it's a crime, it doesn't matter who commits it. You enforce it. Or you don't, no matter who, who commits it. If you're saying, you know what? Speeding, we're giving everybody an international speeding day off, but not for white people or not for black people, then it's differing weights and differing measures. And what my wife brought up, can't you win this or can't you take this to court? Depends on the judge. Is the judge going to be thinking what's, political, what's politically expedient for me? What's politically advantageous for me? Or is he going to rule in righteousness, guilt or innocence? Not if I pronounce guilt or if I pronounce innocence, this will be the consequence. That's corruption. And that's where we are on our, our law enforcement in, in a lot of areas of this country. You cannot get a fair shake. And especially if you're somebody with a Make America Great hat on. Simple as that. All right. Kyle Becker tweet. Capital siege facts. FBI alerted Congress. There you go. What did, what did the Nance do? Oh, who's in charge of Congress, everybody? Uh, the Nance. Ex-police chief warned. The, he's ex-police chief now. He just resigned. Ex-police chief warned six times that it was coming. Attacked pre-planned, not incited. And the president was impeached and backed by Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy for inciting the violence, which is impossible if it was pre-planned. Democrat removed panic buttons. The Democrats removed the panic buttons. I don't even know what that means. Do you guys know? I don't even know what that one means. Inside the building? Oh, okay, there you go. Weak National Guard police presence, that's for sure. Leftist agitators in the crowd, protesters let in the building. All absolute facts. The only one I don't know about is the panic button stuff. I should have read it more closely when I put it up there and researched it. All right, Dennis Prager video. I just want everybody to know what your opposition sounds like. Play it for me. Is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking phys phys uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. If somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats, that makes sure that that person has clothes. That's reparations. That is reparations. 
Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. That's your Democratic Party, everybody. Anything. Let them have it. Give it to them. Come on, Biden. There's a John L. Sullivan in the Capitol riot right there in the building was the one who filmed the assassination or the killing of Ashley Babbitt. Isn't determined yet whether it was a justified shooting. I'll wait for the evidence to come out. But the killing of Ashley Babbitt, I take back the assassination portion of what I just said. But he's the one that filmed it. And it was all Trump people in there, right? So according to the mainstream media, the greatest threat in America is radicalized white men. So where are the cries of insurrection in any of the videos that I just showed you? There's been mass insurrection in Portland, Oregon, since Biden's been inaugurated. They took, they completely demolished, destroyed the Democratic headquarters in the state of Oregon has been destroyed by Antifa. Where are the cries for insurrection? Where's the FBI? Where's the FBI been with name recognition or facial recognition technology since May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December? Uh, billions of dollars worth of damage via Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Where's, where's the FBI been with their facial recognition technology? Where's the FBI been knocking on people's doors? I haven't seen it. Where was Bill Barr? I haven't seen it, but the most grievous threat to America is radicalized white men. Show me the receipts. Show me the money. Where are the videos? I want to see. This isn't for me. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm white. I'm not a racist. Got nothing to do with that. I just go with the truth. Is the, is the greatest threat to America radicalized white people, radicalized white men, namely? If it is, show me. Show me the riots, show me the threats, show me the violence. Because we have plenty of videos. You can go to Andy No alone on Twitter. Andy No, NGO, Andy No on Twitter alone. You see the people that I put up here, follow them. 
You can go on Andy No Alone and spend a week, two weeks, three weeks straight watching one riot after another, and every single one of them are Joe Biden supporters. And the FBI did nothing. But man, they are all over when it happened at the Capitol because the bourgeois elite got their panties in the wad. Yes, it was all illegal, and everybody in the Capitol that got in there illegally should be arrested and charged. No problem. I'm a principled man. Right is right, wrong is wrong, no matter who does it, Trumpists or not. But where was the fervency in all the other stuff? Where was it? Bill Barr? You're all, Bill Barr, make sure the day that, that or I can't remember what it was the day of, or I can't remember what day it was. Maybe like a, I think it was the, yesterday, the day before, I can't remember when Bill Barr did his interview, where he jumped, he, he, he did his first interview since the Capitol uh, riot. And he said that it was incited basically by the president's rhetoric over voter fraud. Oh, it, he's so, so he's excited about something. Certainly hasn't been the violent insurrections that have gone on for the last seven months. Seven months of his tenure. He didn't care at all. All right, God bless President Donald Trump tweet. There you go. During the break-in in the Capitol, one of Trump's supporters asked the police to call for backup. Play the video for me. Violent insurrectionists. Where is your backup? This is our damn capital. Another violent insurrectionist. And y'all are letting it get destroyed on your watch. Fuck all of you. Call for backup. Get some help down here. And if, and if they don't want to get you fucking backup, they obviously don't give a shit about you. These people want blood. All right, they were so. Everyone just saw it right there. And there was people. Again, Trumpists went into that building. They were wrong to do it. But overall, look at the overall tenor of that, the overall vibe there. Does that look anything like Antifa? And you have this Trump supporter going up to the police, asking them, why exactly are you not calling for back? Aaron, play the very beginning of that video again. Look at him. Watch him. Why are you letting this happen? Where is your backup? This is our damn Capitol building. And y'all are letting it get destroyed on your watch. Fuck all of you. Call for backup. Get some help down here. And they didn't. Back to me. They didn't. They didn't. Okay. We can all, we can get into hyper conspiracy things. Is that really a man of insurrection right there? Was the whole vibe around there insurrection? You have a, when, when have you ever seen an Antifa person? approach cops in riot gear asking them please call for backup to stop what people that are even of my ilk are doing never never but yet this man is some sort of vile man of insurrection right no way all right laura gt tweet just think this <laughs> oh, we're switching on to covid right now for everybody hey let me just ask everybody this we got bring it back to me Aaron, real quick i'm going to show that video regardless but let me say it, everybody. I'm looking uh, 261 on Facebook, 75 on on uh, YouTube. What do we got on Periscope, Hope? Do you know? Got uh, between 10 and 20 on Periscope. So, I don't know. We got like, uh, I don't know, 350 people watching, something like that. Do you guys want me to keep going? 
send me a message because <laughs> I've got some more material. I can keep going, but we are at the hour and a half mark. And I actually promised my crew here that I would stop at an hour and a half. But if you guys want me to keep going, send me a message. I'm watching right now. John G, I see you on there. Hey, Barbara G, David L, see you on there. God bless you guys. Judy, I see you on there. I see lots of thumbs up coming on. Yes, Diana says yes on there. Kenneth R, I see you on there. Who's on uh, YouTube over here? Hey, Eric, see you on there, brother. Love you. What else you got up? Scribble up for me. Hey, Bob, God bless you. Melissa, God bless you. Glad you're on YouTube. You guys can send me something too if you want, and I'll... uh. Hey, Dennis, God bless you, brother from church. Love you. Abby, I see you on there. Hey, Terry, love you. Glad you're on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. So, all right, keep going. I got from Joan. Yes, go on, says John. All right, so I'm going to keep going. I'll keep going for a little bit here. We'll do the COVID section before we call it a night at least. All right, Laura GT tweet. I love, I just love the title of this. <laughs> just think. That that could be someone's mother one day. Play the video for me. You are a delivery person incorrectly wearing the mask inside is of this, a building. Is this incorrectly worn, guys? Is this incorrectly worn? It wasn't like that the whole fucking time. All right, one more time, Aaron. You are a delivery person incorrectly wearing the mask inside of a building. Is this incorrectly worn, guys? Is this incorrectly worn? I rewind it back to the beginning here and then mute it and then I'm going to talk over it. So here's the thing. I want to just congratulate all the Christian mask wearers out there that this is what you have created for your own kids right here as an emo chick freaking out on an elevator. That's what you've done. Congratulations on that. Keep playing it, Aaron. Congratulations that this is what your children, this is what you've taught them. All of you, even even those of you that are wearing it, well, you know, I just wear it. What's the big deal? It's not such a big ask. It's not too much to ask to wear. This is what you have created. Congratulations. An entire, you bring it back to me, an entire generation of people that behave like that. Where did she get that from? She got that from Democrats and from people who capitch, capitulate to Democrats. Understand. I, I get it if you have to wear a mask at work. I get it if you have to wear it to go into a store because that's private property. But if you wear it on your own because you believe you're keeping people safe or yourself safe, even though there's absolutely no science behind that whatsoever, understand that you are sowing into fear and panic. You are creating that in yourself and you will. God will not be deceived. He will not be mocked. You will sow, you will reap what you sow. It's as simple as that. And that's the reaping right there is a generation of kids that believe that because somebody has a mask and properly fitted on their face, that it's a death sentence. If that girl, I'll say, I'll tell you the same thing that I said on Sunday morning. If that girl received a hawker in her mouth, a loogie in her mouth from the other woman, opened her mouth and that woman spit a hawker into her mouth full of COVID. And she caught COVID, that 15-year-old girl there, 13 to 15, whatever she is. Her odds of dying, her odds of living, I should put it this because it's easier because I don't even know the numbers because the odds are so small. Her odds of living are 99.997%. Better than the flu. So why is she freaking out? She's freaking out because she believes in lies. 
And that's all the COVID response is, is lies. Tom, you've been talking about COVID since April. Yeah, that's why we have Joe Biden. The reason why we have Joe Biden is because our elections were based around COVID with mass mail-in, untraceable, unaccountable balloting. Again, the example I always use, 1.8 million absentee ballots were requested in Pennsylvania. 2.5 million were counted. That's not great voter turnout. That means the 700,000 ballots in the state of Pennsylvania were fabricated. That is absolute fact. That's it. Why that was? Oh, Bill Barr. Uh, There's no evidence of widespread voting. 700,000 ballots, Bill? What a hack. What a useless human being. You can't even do your job. What are you afraid? You're going to lose your millions? Bill Barr? You afraid you're afraid you're going to you're not going to get your cocktail party invites anymore? You clown. You, you freaking spineless coward, clown, corrupt clown. It's not just spineless. I I always say spineless like it's coward because they are all cowards too. It's corrupt. Bill Barr not sending people to investigate these things. Well, if I do that then I'll look impartial. It's not impartial. You have a thousand sworn affidavits and you did nothing. As a law enforcement officer, when we had affidavits, Sworn affidavits, sworn witness statements. We investigated, Bill. That's called being a cop. And that's part of the problem, too. Has Bill Barr ever answered a police call in his life? But yet he's in charge of the largest police agency on the planet, the DOJ in the United States. This is from my buddy Jerry. sent this to me. There you go, from Louisville. Obviously, he lives in Kentucky. Love you, Jerry, if you're watching. Louisville Department of Public Health may, may call. You for contact tracing. There you go. Save this number so you know it's us when we call. Contact tracing lets people know they may have been exposed to COVID-19. You know what I'll do if I see that phone number ever on my phone? Delete. They can cram it. They can take their contact tracing, lube it it up, and shove it up their rear end. All right. Yeah, I stole that from Rodney Howard Brown. Do credit to him. All right. uh, Washington uh, Examiner tweet. Germans who repeatedly violate the state's rule to quarantine after COVID-19 exposure will be detained in refugee camps and detention centers. Back to me. Congratulations, Christians. You're so loving. You're so loving. And, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll pick on the Christians, of course, first. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord, 1 Peter 4.17. So, congratulations, Christians. You, you have now perpetuated, made happen, manifested through your COVID compliance, through your love, Detention camps and refugee camps. Congratulations. Down the line, Christians. Congratulations, Republicans. To this day, there's not one Republican pundit out there that's a big name that will in any way, shape, or form come against the 400,000 dead narrative put out by the CDC. Even though we have the exact same amount of dead people from 2019, 2000. Uh, 2019, 2.9 million Americans died. 2020, 2.9 million Americans died. No excess death count, but but there's not one conservative pundit out here that will attack that fraudulent narrative. Not one will even discuss it because they're afraid of the political repercussions to themselves. Or maybe they're afraid of what the tech tyrants will do. There is not 400,000 people that have died of COVID. 
There's 400,000 people that have died of numerous other things and mixed with people who died with COVID, mixed with people who died of COVID, of which it's about 6% of that 400,000. That's the facts. But there's not one conservative pundit. All the conservative pundits, whether it's Hannity, whether it's Tucker, whether it's Bongino, all of whom I love, whether it's Steve Bannon, they all claim it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. No, it's not. The flu's gone, so it's replaced the flu. So where's the pandemic when you don't have the numbers? Makes absolutely no sense. But here we are. The Germans now, they've decided to have COVID camps, refugee camps. Great job, everybody. Great job. You're so loving. You guys are so loving. You're out there. You're saving lives. You're strapping your mask on. You're fervently washing your hands with alcohol gel. And you closed your churches. Oh, you're so loving. How loving? Are you going to go minister? You're going to go minister from a distance in your COVID clumps at the refugee camps and the detention centers? You're going to go minister there, there, Christians? You're going to do it? All the, I'll, I'll pick on my own church. All you little capitulators that bailed in April because I kept my church open, you're going to go make sure you find your refugee camp to go minister at? You're going to do it? Well, that's just in Germany. No, it's not. Here's New Zealand for you. As part of our overall national response to this new outbreak, I am now directing medical officers of health that all cases, confirmed cases, are to be managed in a quarantine facility. Now, this is different to how positive cases were managed when we were last at levels four and indeed three, and shows how serious we are about limiting any risk of ongoing transmission, even in self-isolation and including to others in the household. This will apply to any cases and also close family members who might be at risk as appropriate. A reminder, these facilities has been, have been set up specifically and have excellent processes and resources in place to look after people no, he's with COVID-19, including health staff on site at all times, and it will help us avoid any further inadvertent spread into the community. All right, back to me. So you got New Zealand doing it too. Simple as that. You got Germany doing it. And it all starts with people capitulating. All everybody needs to do is say no. No. We're not going to do it. We're not going to close. We're not going to social distance. We're not going to strap on useless masks. Masks would that do absolutely nothing. You know what I noticed too over the inauguration and over all the political events lately because Nancy Pelosi put in the mask mandate inside the House of Representatives that nobody will be recognized. In other words, you can't speak on the House floor unless you have a mask on. She put that rule into place. That all they do is constantly fidget with them, which is what Anthony Fauci said at the beginning of this whole thing. Back in March, Anthony Fauci said masks were ostensibly useless because they don't block anything. A, B, everyone picks at them all the time. Watch the videos. Watch the inauguration. It's just that 76% of COVID cases are caught in your own home. They send you there. Touching your face is the worst thing you can do if you don't want to catch a virus. So they put something on your face that makes you touch your face. Well, the mask blocks it when I touch my face. It doesn't. The mask doesn't block anything. Not a thing. I'll show you in a second. Oh, yeah, put it on there. There you go. There's their respect for their own rules. There you go. That's a uh, congressman out of Rhode Island, a hack liberal, of course. All right, from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Jonathan Shuttlesworth tweet. There you go. Last night in Houston, but please make sure to keep your church closed, enforce masks and social distancing, limit the crowd through online registration. <laughs> Great job, churches. 
refuse to lay hands on the sick, etc., to help slow the spread. Remember, we're all in this together. Here's Houston a couple nights ago. Where's the masks? <laughs> all right, there you go. That, that's fine, but you got to keep your church closed, right? I love it. Put, put Jonathan's uh, tweet back up there just so I can read it to my left. Yeah, the other side. There you go. I just want to be able to read it to you. I just, I, just so you know where I stand. For me right now, the two greatest preachers in America are Rodney Howard Brown, I call him America's pastor, and Jonathan Shuttlesworth, who I call America's evangelist. Never closed, never caved to COVID, nothing, didn't give an inch. Rodney Howard Brown got arrested in Hillsborough County, actually arrest, put in handcuffs in Hernando County out of a warrant from Hillsborough County because he, because he kept his church open. These are the guys. Follow them. Listen. There's lots and lots, endless, endless sermons for you to listen to from these two guys. Don't listen to, there's other non-COVID uh, capitulators out there. Find them, listen to them too. But these two right here, I'm telling you, you got to tune in. Jonathan will do check the news in about an hour hour and a half on 11 30 about an hour and 10 minutes get back on with jonathan his show is awesome about 11 30 to 12 30 rodney hour brown still doing the stand right now endless church services because churches around the world are closed he's conducting church so people can watch tune into these guys they're the ones who didn't cave they're the ones you need to watch get out of your covid clump covid capitulating covid collaborating church get the heck out of it if you have to find somebody or you start another church, if that's what God's called you to, don't do it if he hasn't called you to it. But get the heck out of those capitulating, weak-kneed, ankle-grabbing churches. All right, I am tweet. Got to put this one up. Love this stuff right here. Right on cue, cases in UK, despite the terrifying new and more transmissible variant, turned down approximately two to three days after their latest lockdown which considering the testing and reporting delay means infections peaked well before 1-6. Another win for the science. Put it up there. Here you go. There's how they work. Look how great the mask mandates work, everybody. And yet, what does Joe Biden do on day one? Initiate a 100-day mask mandate on all federal property. Put the, put the graph back up. Here's how it works, Joe. Inside shops mandate, inside transport mask mandate, expanded indoor settings mask mandate, and look how great it works. Nothing. They do absolutely nothing. Absolutely zero. That's the facts, everybody. That's the facts. Listen, I love each and every one of you. I really do. I love you. Thank you so much for watching. I'll be back 8.30 Saturday night. Looking at other lot. Please get on the other venues we put up, you know, whether it's Gab. I'm on Gab. I'm on MeWe. Still on Facebook. Still on Twitter. Still on YouTube. YouTube people, make sure you share this bad boy. We got to get more YouTube uh, viewership. Hit right now, hit your share button. YouTube's still allowing us to share. Those of you on Facebook, they're not letting you share very much. They've been after us. As soon as we get close to 500 viewers, they cut us off every time right now. It is what it is. But we'll listen. We're gonna be on, we're gonna get on TV, we're gonna get on radio. We'll bypass this whole system. Gab will become huge at one point. At some point in the near future, Gab will be huge. They'll be the new Facebook. I really do believe that. Parler will get back. They'll be the new Twitter. But they've all got to get. I'm just putting this out here for those that are running those companies. You've got to be able to go live. You've got to. And just one last finishing thought before I go. 
We can talk all that we want about we got to get our act back together as Republicans. We've got to win the next election. We've got to win in two years. We've got to become more committed. Just understand something. That if you if we don't make the seven cities abide by election law, we will never win another national race in those states or another presidency ever. You won't win another Senate race in those states ever. And you will never win the presidency again ever because they now have the path. All they got to do is go through Atlanta, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Those seven cities. There's other cities, but those seven cities are the only cities that caused Donald Trump to lose. They are the only cities that Joe Biden outperformed Hillary Clinton in. He outperformed Hillary Clinton in Atlanta, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. That's Phoenix, and I don't know about Las Vegas that he outperformed Hillary. That's it. Every other metro area, New York, Los, Los Angeles, Boston, he underperformed Hillary. But in those cities alone, he got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and millions of more votes than Hillary got. Out of the blue. Miracle of miracles. And they're the, all the ones that stopped the counting at 11 o'clock at night. So until those seven cities that are generating and manifesting fraudulent ballots by the hundreds of thousands and millions, hence the reason why you have an empty inauguration, because Joe Biden did not get 84 million votes. You have 133 million registered voters, go ahead, Aaron, in America. 133 million registered voters in America. Donald J. Trump got 74 million of those votes because we know that his are all legal. So how many are left? 59 million. That's what Joe Biden got. That's what's real. The rest of them were just like Pennsylvania. 1.8 million absentee ballots were requested. 2.5 million were counted. That's what happened in the seven cities until they are dealt with. With And by the way, they are all governed by Republican state legislatures, which are the ones who produce, enforce, and make up and manifest election laws. They're the only ones via the Constitution that can change election laws. Until those seven cities are dealt with, we are wasting our time campaigning for a Republican president. That's a fact. We can win all, don't, don't let this discourage you in two years because two years from now is congressional seats and Senate seats that are, some of them may be in those states, the Senate seats in those states, you will not win because that's a national seat. And you're like, well, the Congress seats are national too, but they're regional. They're not voted on by the state. They're not voted on by these major metropolitan areas unless that congressman happens to be over one of those metro areas, which is always Democrat anyway, so it doesn't matter. So unless we change those seven cities, you will never see a Republican elected again. What do I mean by change? They have to, either new laws need to be made, which they do, or the current laws need to be enforced, which they are not in those seven cities. And until all of that changes, we will never see another national, another Republican president elected or another Republican senator elected out of those states because all those votes have to go through those seven cities. And that is the only reason why we are all having to sit here and deal with a Joe Biden administration, so to speak. I love you all. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your night.